Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Welcome to the season finale of Spirit Katana, starring the old man. Mainly starring Ruby. And Shadefire. And together, these three heroes wander through the New Testament, sharpening their katanas, the word of God, to fight the evil forces. And let's see how this journey concludes. All right. <laughs> let's, let's get into it. Uh, this week we are wrapping up this season of Spirit Katana. Um, we are going to go through Second John, Third John, and Jude. Someday we may tackle Revelation, but that one is quite complicated. And I mean, there are things that can be learned from it, especially by the end of it. But overall, it's there's a lot of imagery and stuff we don't really understand. Um, there's so many different varying opinions on how the end times work or when it's coming and everything. But we're even told that we will nobody will know the hour and day. Uh, it'll just come like a thief in the night, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not something we're going to try to tackle this time. But we are going to wrap up with these last three books before Revelation. And, man, are they lengthy books, right? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Second John is 13 verses. <laughs> Alright, well, let's get started. Second John. Who would like to go first? I will. I have the last verse, so somebody else should go first. Sounds good. I don't know, because I don't know. It's... I at least have verse 4, I think. Alright, well, give us verse 4, since I have 5 and 6. Sounds good. Okay. I was delighted and filled with joy when I learned that your children are constantly living in the truth just as we have received the command from the Father. Do you want me to explain and then you read yours? Yeah. Okay. Um, I just think it's kind of interesting and cool how it's like he's very happy that their children are... Um, I'm not sure whose children, just children are living in the truth. I can tell you. To okay. the lady chosen by God and her children. That's who this letter's to. Okay. Well, I just think that's cool that he's so filled with joy that people are following God. It's probably kind of how God feels. Probably a lot, actually. How, like, God's probably up there like, yes, people are following me. Do you want to do five and six? Hold on. I'm looking up something about the lady and children. <laughs> it looks like it's possible that um, that the, the lady and children are actually a reference to church and congregation. So, like, lady was the church 
and the children are the people that attend the church type of thing. At church, at church, as in like the place where they go to, like the not the church as in the body, obviously. I mean, even if children are adults, that's still like Mm, cool. He's filled with joy, even if they're believing. Yeah, I don't remember what you said exactly, but mine only says some of your children walking in the truth. It gives him great joy to find that some of the children are. I learned that your children are constantly Mm. right. Yeah. Anyway, so you have five and six. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. So to love is to walk in his commands, and to walk in his commands... Or wait, uh, yeah, to walk in obedience to his commands. And his command is that we walk in love. (laughs) So it's all circular. But yes, um, yeah, just that love is the most important thing. Those are the two commands that God is, or Jesus told us. The greatest commandment and the next one, love, which fulfills the Ten Commandments. Which is the one piece for sure from the Old Testament that I think we're all supposed to keep following. The only one that's somewhat debatable is maybe the Sabbath, because that's in the Ten Commandments. Keep the Sabbath, or keep the Sabbath holy, or whatever. Mm, okay. Because a lot of people are like, well, we don't have to do that anymore. It does strike me a little odd that there's like one command out of ten that we're like, eh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I also think that, like, keeping that is, well, pretty much all, I mean, all the commands are that keeping them are for also our benefit, right? And Jesus does say that the Sabbath, um, man wasn't made for the Sabbath, the Sabbath for the man. So it's for our benefit to keep the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man and man for the Sabbath or something. No. He was trying to tell them that it wasn't one way and it is the other way. So, So we're not made to serve the Sabbath, but the Sabbath is made to help us. Because okay. God didn't need rest, but he yeah. chose to rest so that we have an example of resting. I, under, I understand that. Um, yeah, but love, is, but love is the most important thing. We are supposed to love. Yep. Yeah. All right. Do you have any more, Ruby? Um, nope, I think that's my only one. Right. Shade fire? Lay it on us. Verse 13. Ooh. The children of your chosen sister send their greetings. What does it mean by chosen sister? Well, mine specifically says the children of your sister who was chosen by God. So. Oh, I like that. That's what they I mean. really like that. Okay. Just means sister chosen by God. Okay. I thought you meant, I thought it meant like I want that sister. <laughs> and remember, this is possibly talking about the church, right? So like a, mm-hmm. a congregation and then the, a sister congregation. Yeah. Because, like, our church, we have sister churches, too, that they've planted. So that they're still part of the same church in a way, but but different. All right. Let's move on to third John. I have verse 11. I have verse 9. Oh, okay. I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be, who loves to be first, 
will not have nothing to do with us. Will have nothing to do with us. Two questions or two things. One is that did I pronounce that all oh, name right? I think it's probably Diotrephes. Okay, and that's also another really weird name. But back then it was probably a common name. And what does it mean but who loves to be first? He loves to be first. He loves to be the first to do things, to be maybe the popular one. Who knows? Interesting. Yep, it is, isn't it? And in that, he chose not, not wanting to do with anybody or not welcome people or accommodate people. Um, I have verse 11. Dear friends, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. So don't do the same types of things that are that people do that are evil. Don't imitate it, right? Mm -hmm. Do what's good, right? Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Simple. Okay. Ruby, you have anything? Yes, I have verse 13. Oh, okay, cool. Um, it says, although I have many more subjects I'd like to discuss with you, I'd rather not include them in, my, in this letter. What does it mean? Like, I. Like, well, mine specifically not? says, I do not want to do so with pen and ink. And the oh. next verse says, I hope to see you soon. My and... little footnote says, or I'd rather not write with ink, pen, yeah, so, and paper. So he basically wants to go talk to him in person. Oh, that makes sense. That was my only thing. Okay. Do you have anything else for me? Um. Well, let me see something here quick. Yeah, with these, with Second John and Third John, it seems like the author of First, Second, and Third John must have been getting tired of writing, because First John's like five chapters, Second and Third John are one, and they're both about thirteen, fifteen verses, and in both of them he's like, "I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink." Instead, I hope to visit and talk with you face-to-face. -face. Repeated. Same as the next one. So this one was the same. Like, this one was the same as the last one. Third John was the same as the end of second John. Alright. But yeah, I, know I have I have no other highlights beyond that. Did you? you that was all no. yours? No. Okay. Jade Fire, do you? No. Okay. Then we will move on to Jude, which actually has 25 verses. So 10 more than last time. Just improving by the chapter. Yep. I have a few more notes on this, or like highlights on this one. So I have verse 2, so I probably have one of the earliest ones. Oh, well, go ahead and share it then. <laughs> okay. Um, may God's mercy, peace, and love cascade over you. What does yours say? Does it say uh, mercy, that? peace, and love be yours in abundance. So, same idea. Cascade means it's just pouring all over you. So That does explain what cascade means. I'm ah. like... Also, I just like like how he's like, make mercy. I think this is a perfect verse for you to have highlighted because what have been your goals numerous times throughout this season? You have mentioned mercy before and peace. Living at peace is yeah, as far as this is. I wasn't going to find an application. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it, this is what you've been circling around, and I'm sure you'll carry it with you for a while after. But um, so yeah, I also had that one. But yeah, I just I also liked it. It's very good 
to be like, hey, mercy and peace and love, all that be abundance. Because love is the most important thing. Yep. And through that, we have mercy and peace as well. Hey, you said people remember the last thing better before. Remember that? When you were telling me about people remember the last person better or whatever? Yes. Love is the last one on my list. Well, it's also, you know, that's the way it's done in um, 1 Corinthians 13 as well. These three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. What do you have, Jadefire? Verse 20. Oh, well, we'll get to you in a second then. I got a couple <gasps> more for that. So I also have verse 6. This might take me a while to see what I have. I might have highlighted one. Okay. Well, I have verse 6, and it says, And the angel who did not... And the angels, who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their proper dwelling, these he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. So I just thought that was an interesting insight into what's going on in the spiritual realms, because we don't see this part, right? But there have been, but it confirms that there are angels who did not follow what they were supposed to be doing. They did not, so even angels, not even all angels are good, right? Some angels, which Satan is among them, right? have chosen to abandon what God has created them for to do their own thing. And he has chained them in darkness so that they're ready for the final judgment. So I just thought it was fascinating. Like, it really doesn't necessarily have an application to us, but it's just mm. like yeah, an interesting insight into what else is going on that we cannot see. The Bible's like a really good storybook. I mean... It's some cool stuff. I have verse 9, at least. Oh, cool. I have 9 and 10, so go ahead. Okay, verse 9. Even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil over the body of Moses, dared not insult or slander him, but simply said, The Lord Yahweh will rebuke you. Hmm. What else did you want to say about that? Or do you want me to read the rest? Oh, like for some reason I thought you were going to Yeah, I can read the rest. Again. Yet these people slander whatever they do not understand, and the very things they do understand by instinct, as irrational animals do, will destroy them. That kind of reminds me of, like, people fear what they do not know. I heard that in, like, a movie or something. Mm, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, they slander, sure. whatever. Yeah, no, it's quite common for people to fear the unknown. Um, what did you want to bring out about Michael's battle with the devil over Moses? Um, okay, I've got a couple things. So, why were they disputing over the body of Moses? Well, like, what does that mean, or what were they doing, or why? Or... Good question. Good question. Okay. Have you, like, I? there's a lot I don't know about the spiritual realm, right? With the angels and demons and devil. You don't know things. I'm, there's a lot I don't know. Um, but see, it. this is another thing. We don't really know what happens when we die, right? We don't know all that stuff. And why would the devil and Michael be disputing over the body of Moses? I couldn't tell you. Unless the devil was trying to just bring accusations against Moses, because Moses did have sins that he committed, which is part of the reason he didn't get to go to the promised land. And so maybe he was like trying to claim Moses for one of his that get to be thrown into damnation. And Michael's like, no, 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 <laughs> that's not how this goes. Because he was following God. Yes, he made mistakes. And maybe that's what that was about. Or It's hard for me to know. Go ahead. I just think it's cool that like 
the angel, like, rebuked him without getting... Well, he might have been frustrated, but he had patience and was just like, I'm going to rebuke you. Or he's He didn't rebuke him. Oh, the Lord Yahweh. He had the Lord rebuke him. And I really like that, too. Michael, an angel. Michael's a famous angel in the Bible or whatever. I don't know how much he's mentioned actually in the Bible, but he's definitely popular through his other texts. I didn't really know he existed. Yeah. Michael and Gabriel are like the two angels people. I know about Gabriel. Yeah, he's the one who appeared to Mary. That's popular. Um, but Michael and Gabriel, well, Michael. Michael here is an angel, an archangel, because there's different kinds of angels, supposedly, but he's an archangel. Whatever that means, I don't fully understand that either. He fights with the devil over this. But he does not say, like he doesn't say slander. He doesn't say false things about the devil or anything. Yeah, and doesn't he's cool. not even the one that fully rebukes him. He's like the Lord rebuke you. I don't have that power. That's God's doing. He's the ultimate authority, and He rebukes you. And I just thought it was interesting combined with the next verse. Yet these people slander whatever they don't understand. So we have all these people who don't understand squat, and they still slander things. Well, Michael. Is dealing with the devil, who you know is bad news, and Michael restrains himself and only calls on the Lord, while everybody else thinks that they have the authority to slander whoever they feel like because they don't understand it. Yeah. Um. And the only things that they do understand, they only do so by instinct, instead of actual rational thought. So they're just like animals. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> or wait, no, that's not quite right. They, they, what they do understand, they will destroy because they will do it instinctually, like an irrational animal. <laughs> I suppose so. I guess. So let's not be like them. No, no. Thing. Let's actually think, and talk to God and understand uh, what He wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Oof, yeah, I got plenty more highlights. That's all Is my highlights. Finally my turn? You wanted you had twenty, you said? Yeah. Alright, I got one more before that. <sighs> Thirteen. They are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame. Wandering stars for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. Um this is just talking about, this is still kind of the same people that were irrational like animals, right? These are the people that are just wild, separate, separating themselves from God, don't want anything to do it. And so they're just chaotic. They create chaos because they're not actually dwelling in God and thinking. They're being irrational and they are destroying a bunch of stuff in their shame. And they have, they're doomed. And I just thought the imagery of they are wild waves of the sea foaming up their shame, wandering stars for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. I don't want to be in blackest darkness forever, personally. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound real fun. Yeah. I, I, I think I kind of want to be with the light. Yep. All right. Verse 21. No, just kidding. Verse 20. <laughs> um, this might be my application. But you, dear friends, build up your build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Mainly, like, I should be praying more instead of just, like, every morning when I'm, t like, not even every morning. Hmm? 
was gonna say. Oh, okay. Like I normally pray twice a week, maybe, maybe once. Yeah, you should be praying every day and constantly. Yeah. Pray ceaselessly is a mm-hmm. verse. <laughs> pray yep, without that is that probably my application. Now you can do twenty-one. Okay, because um, yeah, and like again, I think we've talked about this before, but like pray before you read the Bible, mm-hmm. which you're supposed to be reading every day. Pray before sleeping. Pray when you wake up. Yep. Especially waking up. Start your day with prayer so that you're in line and thinking about God right from the get-go instead of yourself. I think will help immensely. Mm-hmm. Alright, so yeah. Then I have 21 through the end. Um, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others, show mercy, mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority, through Jesus Christ our Lord, before all ages, now, and forevermore. Amen. But anyway, keep yourselves in God's love. As you await for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Um, so yeah, like, we want to keep ourselves with God and in his grace and under him while we're waiting for the finale of the world. <laughs> right? Until we get to be called to eternal life. So, like, there's going to be a lot of chaos, instruction, constru- uh, destruction, and pain, and woe. And sometimes you're going to be like, well, the world sucks. Is God even real? Some people are like that, right? But we will need to keep hanging on to him through this ride because eventually we get to the eternal life. And that's and then in that we also need to be merciful to those who have their doubts and merciful to others mixing with fear so that we do not we don't want to get covered in their sin or contaminated, right? So even like the clothing that's stained by their corrupted flesh we need to stay away from, right? Mm. Because God will, is able to keep us from stumbling. And he has the ultimate authority and power. Forevermore. <laughs> Alright. And that's that. So, application time. Jude 20. Jude 20. What about it? Uh, I know you already more. said. But, pray more. Oh, yeah, pray more. Um, mine will be June 2. Um, mercy and peace and love. Sh- like, showing more mercy, peace, and love towards other people. Yeah, that's mine too. Just to continue showing love and mercy. <laughs> Were all our applications in June? Man, June was awesome. This was a very cool book to me. There's a good message, but then there's all this other spiritual angle to stuff too. And it feels like a really good like little prologue to Revelation. Yeah. Because Revelation's all about the end, right? And how everything going. Yeah, Stories for things are really cool, but I do like the prologues and epilogues of things. <laughs> it feels very much like a prologue. It's really cool. It's like, here, here's some of the spiritual stuff that's been going on. Things are intense out there. And you need to stick with God until the end, until eternal life. Now, here's the story about how we get to the end, sort of. <laughs> sort of. I believe it's Ruby's 
turn to praise so she can close out this season for us. Alrighty. Dear God, thank you that we were able to go through the New Testament um, um, with my father and my brother. Um, please help me to be able to show more peace and love and grace towards other people and the old man as well. And um, please help Jade Fire to pray to you more. Um, and thank you that we were able to go through the New Testament together. And please help this to continue. Amen. Amen. Amen.